Welcome back to the Wellness Drop. I'm your host, Jenna, and I'm so excited to be back here for another week with you guys. I am feeling pretty good. I had a nice long sleep last night. I feel like I could just be sleeping for forever some days. Um, I've been going to bed pretty early, and in the Northwest, um, it gets dark so late now like we're getting dark at almost 10 o'clock um so it feels kind of silly to be like tucked in bed at nine when um it's still bright out but it's just kind of how it is and Christopher goes to bed super early too because he has to be up really early in the morning for work um but yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling really good today and it's actually our six year anniversary today me and Christopher have been together for six years, which is just crazy how quickly the time um, has been going by. And it's so funny because normally we like forget about our anniversary every year and a couple days will pass and I'll be like, oh, oh, we forgot. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, well, happy anniversary and that's it. But um, I wanted to make sure that we remembered this year since it'll be our last anniversary, just the two of us, because in potentially less than a month. I mean, really, we could have our baby boy with us. Um, it's June 2nd today that I'm recording this. And yeah, my due date's the 4th of July. So we could theoretically have a baby by the end of June, maybe, potentially. Um, yeah, so I just, I wanted to make sure that we celebrated today, even if we just do something small. So I think we're gonna have a little date night. I don't know if we're gonna get dinner or maybe just do like drinks, you know, mocktail for me, drink for him, and appetizers, um, but I'm just feeling really excited for that, and just every day, you know, so grateful to have found somebody, um, somebody like Christopher, yeah, I just can't express my gratitude, he's been so wonderful this whole pregnancy, too, and really just taking care of me, um, even though I haven't always been the easiest pregnant person to deal with. He's, yeah, he's just been so loving and I know that he's going to make a fantastic father um, and I can't wait to see him step into that role and, you know, see him interact with our baby out in the world because it's a little bit different, you know, when baby's still inside my belly and not out in the world. He does interact with my belly, but sometimes I'm like, can you touch my belly? <laughs> so I'm excited to see him just like step into the role of fatherhood because this is something that he's super excited about and honestly has really wanted for a long time. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling really grateful for him and just excited for our future together and excited to have our little family in just a few short weeks. Um, it's going to be a big change, but I know that together we can we can do it all and I'm just yeah it's just so wonderful and I can't express my gratitude enough for him and for our relationship and his willingness to always communicate with me and if I have any relationship advice to anybody it's just like don't drop your standards like hold your partner to the highest standard that you that you think that you deserve because the right person is out there for you um and they, they're going to be willing to be flexible with you and make compromises and work hard to keep your relationship alive. And yeah, it's, 
it's just so wonderful. <laughs> I just love him. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I'm ready to get into our topic for today, which is a topic that does feel pretty important to me, um, just because it's something that I've really uh, experienced in my own life and um, have felt has really shifted as I've gotten older and maybe wiser. Um, and that is just really finding freedom from labels, um, specifically surrounding food. Like I'm going to talk about labels in general, but really surrounding food labels. Um, I feel like it's so normal to have this need to like define yourself as something and especially now with social media there's just so many fads and trends and diets and different cultures that are happening that you're like oh I really want to fit into that mold or I really want to be like that person and it can be a little bit um difficult I think to like try to balance all of the different things that we want to be or you know, manage your comparisons. And I feel like it's normal to feel like you need to define yourself as a certain thing and be be that all or nothing. Um, I know like for myself, wanting to be like a homesteader, not that I'm anywhere near that <laughs> with my rental property, but like wanting to be a homesteader, homemaker, um, wanting to like eat a certain way. And it's just like too stressful to have to put labels on yourself like that. And really where I started to step away from labeling myself was in terms of the things that I was eating. Um, so, uh, if anyone had listened to the podcast that I had before this podcast that I had started with my friend, we had a whole episode on, um, like our transition away from vegetarianism, which we both made. And that was really where I started to put a defining label on myself is when I became a vegetarian. I was, uh, I think 18, um, when I stopped eating animal meat, um, and then, probably within a year I started, no, maybe less than a year. Yeah. Shortly after that, I transitioned to being like full-time vegan and I took that label very seriously. <laughs> it was a little bit of a rage vegan <laughs> for time there, not going to lie. Um, but I was really like proud of those labels and proud to, um, call myself a vegan. And, um, it wasn't always too, wasn't always like in the most positive way because I did like I said I was a little bit of a rage vegan and would pick fights with whoever my brother and I felt like he didn't understand and he was so ignorant and um but those labels felt over time restricting um because I wanted to participate in the world. I just wanted to participate in life. And I ended up going, it was probably a year after I became a vegan, I ended up going abroad to Costa Rica. And I really didn't want to be confined by my labels. While I was there, I wanted to experience the food and the cuisine. And um, the program I did, they did all of the cooking for us. Like there was a a kitchen and kind of like a cafeteria, but it was really small. Um, so you didn't really have the option. And although they did cater to dietary preferences, there wasn't as many options. And so I started to incorporate things back into my, excuse me, back into my life. And I started to feel good about that. And I liked the lack of restriction. And 
shortly after that, I returned home and started like really getting into weightlifting and my priorities kind of switched to um, wanting to put on muscle and put on muscle mass. And I felt like I wasn't making any progress. And so I started talking with people and they were like, oh, well, you should probably start eating, you know, animal protein again. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But I ended up trying it. And not to say that there's not some badass vegan bodybuilders out there, um, because there definitely are. And it's definitely a diet for some people. But I really enjoyed removing that restriction for myself. And since then, I've kind of jumped back and forth between being a vegetarian, going back to eating um, really just like chicken and turkey, and then being a vegetarian and going back to eating a chicken and turkey. And it wasn't um, until last year that I decided to start incorporating all animal products back into my life, including beef, which felt like a really huge transition because it had been like eight years since I had had any beef products, beef or pork. I'm not a huge pork person, but anyway, um, it had been, yeah, like almost eight years. And I just started to really get more educated about the benefits of meat consumption in terms of like grass-fed grass-finished, pasture-raised, like really beef, um, and the nutritional benefits that it had. And I started to get really, um, yeah, I just started to get more information about that. And it made me think differently about my worldviews on um, meat consumption. And then that's when I started working at the farmer's market um, in Portland. And I started to connect with local producers and I just realized, wow, there is actually a place in the agricultural community for this kind of practice. Like, because before I didn't think that that, that there was a place for it at all, but I didn't really understand. I feel like I had like a pretty closed mind about that. But now I had met this wonderful beef producer who was doing really, really amazing work and being a steward of the land and taking care of his animals and taking pride in the work. And I was like, no, like this is the kind of person that I want to support. This is the kind of business that I want to support. And so I felt really comfortable kind of stripping myself of all of the labels that I had had for so long and being like, you know what? I just actually kind of eat whatever I want now. (laughs) And I didn't feel the need to jump into another label. You know what I mean? Because honestly, it just feels like labels create restriction and it doesn't matter what label you're putting on yourself, whether you're paleo or you consider yourself somebody that intermittent fasts or I feel like the new one, which is like kind of rooted in health is pro-metabolic eating. Um, But at the end of the day, like that's still kind of a diet and kind of a fad that can put restriction onto yourself. And the reason that I don't like that is because once you put that label, I feel like it can be really hard to remove that label because you start to like base your identity off that. Like, and I did that for so long with vegetarian and veganism. I just really heavily put that label on myself and it was hard to pull it away. Like it felt like such a big deal when I started to eat beef again, when it really wasn't like it didn't need to be, you know? 
Um, so once I took that label off of myself, I wanted to make the effort to not then just slap another label back onto myself and put myself into another box. Um, because yeah, I just, I don't think it's healthy to put yourself in boxes. We're all unique and individual people. And, you know, part of the reason I really liked the master's program I did for my nutrition degree is because we really focused on individuality and what, what, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. And then I think that is kind of the difficult thing with social media is that it's so easy to compare yourself to the different people that you see. And I totally get myself doing it all the time too, but what works for them isn't necessarily going to work for you. And so that's why I feel like it's important to pull those labels off so that you can really see what it is that makes you feel good, what sits well in your body, what feels good for you in the moment. You know, I think even intuitive eating is kind of a label, but it's a little bit more flexible. And I think having that flexibility in your life is super important because then you can really listen to your body and connect with your body and its needs and you can nourish it accordingly because we're all going to go through periods where we need different things and maybe depending on what's going on in your life how stressed you are or if you're recovering from an injury or if you're pregnant like myself like we're going to need different things and I think when you put labels on yourself it doesn't allow you to open up to the variety of opportunities and options there are for you to really nourish yourself. Um, and I think, you know, there's always the potential for labels to create restriction around certain foods, even with a diet like pro-metabolic eating, which really does focus on things like nourishing yourself with whole foods, balancing your blood sugar, like prioritizing sleep and exercise, like all of that is super wonderful. And I think that's kind of what everybody should be doing. But is that going to make you, you know, uh, turn your head away towards like, you know, whatever, fresh baked cookies or like a drink with your friends or something like that? Um, I think it's just important to like work on nourishing yourself to the best of your abilities, but not do it from a place of restriction or a restrictive mindset. Um, and something that I feel grateful for in terms of pregnancy is like giving me a little bit of a sense of chill. <laughs> and I say that because I like I've mentioned it's difficult to be like the sole responsible person for growing a human. But at the end of the day, like you're growing a human and that's a ton of work and you got to give yourself a little bit of grace in terms of like what you can do. And I was so, so sick at the beginning of my pregnancy. God, I just felt like shit all the time. <laughs> I was like throwing up. Everything sounded disgusting. I didn't want to eat anything. If I could have lived off like Martinelli's apple cider, <laughs> that would have done it for me. And I felt kind of guilty because as somebody who has a a background in nutrition and likes to eat healthy. Like I just could not, I could not, I didn't want anything. Sometimes I just ate a piece of toast with butter. If I went out, all I wanted to eat was like maybe some French fries. <laughs> and I was like, this is just where you have to meet yourself and that's okay. And as my pregnancy progressed and I 
thank God, started to feel better and started to be able to incorporate more things into my, um, back into my diet. Um, I feel like I took a little bit of that relaxed attitude towards my food and my eating and like felt really good about the decisions I made, even if they weren't always the healthiest decisions. And like, I felt like there was so much pressure to really nourish myself to the best of my abilities. I'm growing my baby. Like I got to do what's best for my baby, but like I'm doing the best I can do. You know what I mean? Pregnancy is so hard. And I will say I haven't been somebody that has been like a super ravenous pregnant person. I don't like have the desire to just like be eating all the time and be snacking and I don't have any like super heavy duty cravings. Christopher says that I do, but I don't. Only because there's been a few times where I've asked to eat some of his pickles and I don't like pickles. And I feel like that's the classic pregnancy thing to do, but I kind of get it. Like that vinegar taste is really nice. But anyway, I haven't been like that. And honestly, as I've gotten into my third trimester, I feel like I've even stepped back a little bit and I'm having slightly more food aversions than I was um, in the middle of my pregnancy, experiencing like a little bit more nausea again. So I'm just like taking it day by day and I'm not restricting myself and I'm not feeling guilty if maybe I have, you know, some ice cream because ice cream is so good right now. It is the one thing that's really good. And it's funny because when my mom was pregnant, she um, loved ice cream too. <laughs> ice cream's just good anyway. Like you don't have to be pregnant to really enjoy ice cream. And I loved it before I was pregnant, but now I love it. I love it even more. And so like, if I'm enjoying those things, I'm not feeling guilty about it. And I'm like really taking that lack of restriction on and not feeling guilty about indulging and enjoying things. And maybe when I'm postpartum, I'll feel like a little bit differently, but honestly, I don't know if I will. Like I, I want to nourish myself so well when I'm breastfeeding, but also I know that calories are important. So if I continue to eat ice cream occasionally, like I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And I, I don't want my kid to have like a restrictive mindset towards food. I want him to primarily eat a well-rounded, nourishing, whole food diet, but I don't want to like make him feel like he is being restricted in terms of the things that he's allowed to eat. Um, so yeah, I feel like we hit a lot of topics there, <laughs> but it really just comes down to how important it is to just allow yourself to be and just allow yourself to be who you are and that's in terms of what you like to eat and maybe what you like to cook and if you like to bake and then to take that mindset with you outside of the kitchen or outside of your plate because it's easy I think when you restrict yourself in one area of your life to restrict yourself in another area of your life as well. And I feel like it's really important to remember that you can be multiple people. Like you don't have to put yourself in a box in terms of what you eat and just in terms of your life. You can be whoever you want to be and you can fit into multiple different categories at once. And I think of this in terms of myself because I am, you know, a nutritionist by trade or by education, but I also love to bake. 
and I love to eat sweets, and that's okay. I also, like, you know, am a fairly healthy-minded person, but I, when I'm not pregnant, love a nice cold beer and not even like a good beer. We're talking like a shitty five percenter, like Coors Light, Michelob Ultra. Like I love having a nice cold frosty, as Christopher would say, with him like out on our patio. And part of the reason I like those beers is because I'm a lightweight and they're cheap. They are easy to drink. They don't get you drunk very quick. (laughs) So I can be those two people and I can be somebody that likes to garden and be outdoors and like be in the home and homestead and homemake or whatever. And then somebody that also likes to be out in the world, you know, camping or hanging with my friends or like having cute wine nights and dinners and things like that. Like you just, you don't have to put yourself in a box and you don't have to put a label on everything that you do. And the other thing that you can remember is that you can change your mind without explanation. You don't owe anybody an explanation. And if you like one thing one day, but you don't like it another day, that's totally fine. And you don't have to feel guilty for changing your mind. And the same thing goes for your eating patterns. If one day you're like all about grass-fed, grass-finished beef, and the next day you're like, actually, you know what? I'm not really feeling it right now. You don't have to explain that to anybody. You can just eat what feels good and do what feels good in your body and listen to your body and nourish your body however you want. And that's what's that's what's so beautiful about being an individual is that you can you can do whatever you want to do and you don't have to feel guilty about it and you don't have to explain yourself to anybody and I'm always going to put my health first. And I am always going to encourage others to put their health first because I know how important having your health is because if you don't have your health and you don't have, you know, like what do you have? And so I'm always going to make that a priority and I'm always going to try to nourish myself with high quality ingredients. I'm totally fine spending my money and spending additional money on food that's organic or meat that's local and pasture-raised. I still buy pretty much all of my beef from my guy at the market. I love him, Rick. And I'm still going to make that a priority in my life. And I'm still going to prioritize my health outside of the kitchen in terms of exercise and sunlight and sleep. But I'm also going to allow myself to enjoy my life and not feel guilty about it. And I'm going to drink an ice cold Coors Light (laughs) when I can, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Or I'm going to, you know, enjoy the fresh baked cookies that I made yesterday, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm just going to take a breath, honestly, and live my life. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. And, you know, really just some tips and things to focus on in terms of eating well is just eating real food, eating fresh produce. You don't have to go to a farmer's market. You know, you can just go to the grocery store, but eating food that's in its whole form, that's not processed. You know, if you can, sourcing things locally, connecting with the local agricultural community, whether that's people that grow produce or people that produce meat um, or eggs and trying to, yeah, buy high quality if you can, 
um, just because that's what's best for your health. It's important to manage your stress, manage your sleep, get good sleep, practice good sleep hygiene, you know, and prioritize sun and exercise, especially right now in the Northwest. I just feel like I want to be outside all the time because <laughs> it's just so nice and we don't get to experience the sun year round. And so I just really want to savor it and enjoy every minute of it. Um, so those are just some, some tips, some key things to remember, um, in terms of like little things that can help, you know, prioritize your health, but you can be healthy without a label. You can be healthy without putting yourself in a box and you can be healthy without restricting yourself. In fact, you'll probably be healthier if you don't restrict yourself. Because sometimes the stress of the restriction and the labels, it it just puts you into a state that your body doesn't want to be in. So prioritize your health, but enjoy your life. And those things can go hand in hand and you can prioritize your health and enjoy your life at the same time. And you can enjoy your life by doing healthy things too. So don't think that it's like you're either doing healthy things or you're not doing healthy things. Like if you love doing healthy things, get them done, (laughs) you know? So anyway, that is, yeah, that is finding freedom from labels. So I hope that you can take some of this into your own life and, you know, maybe evaluate some of the labels that you put on yourself, if any, Or, you know, think about maybe different spaces in your life where you find yourself restricting yourself um, and then ask ask yourself why and ask if there's something that you can do about it and um, don't be so hard on yourself and don't feel guilty. I know it's super hard. I put myself, you know, I'm not perfect. I get hard on myself too. Um, I... I'm only doing my best. We're all out here just doing our best. (laughs) So... Thank you very much for listening to this episode and hopefully you found it helpful. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to reach out with any comments. I'd love to hear from you and I will be back next week. So take care. Bye.